2: And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the Twitch at Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. It's Double or Nothing Week. We're going to have our predictions up for Double or Nothing coming up, uh, I believe, this weekend probably. Yeah, probably Friday, Friday morning. Friday morning over at Friendo Club TV, so check that out. If you're in the audio realm, don't worry about it. It'll populate your feed anyways. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to do that over at uh, the Friendo Club TV channel. And, of course, we're going to do our live watch-along of Double or Nothing. Uh, Larson, myself, the Enforcer, the Friendo's, all there at the twitch.tv forward slash. Don't you forget, either, we got official predictions happening during
4: the show. Anybody's ball game to win Big Red this month. Tight.
2: Tight. The scores are tight. You and I are tied, and Forrest is just a couple down. Yep. Tight. So uh, that's kind of exciting. That's good stuff. That should be a lot of fun. On today's episode, of course, we're going to talk about AEW's rampage. We're talking about tag title unification on WWE SmackDown, and we're going to talk about the latest on Sasha Banks and Naomi and their situation with WWE. We're also going to talk about a potential huge, huge mania main event event for Wrestlemania 39 we're talking about that in a second but first I want to say thanks to uh to the enforcer to Ulysses to Sandra Dark Dank Lucha uh, uh who else was there uh there was an audio listener that was there that I did not catch his name mm. and uh, a couple other friendos uh for hanging out at LA fights this past weekend uh it was a lot of fun apparently uh some friendos were there also at, at Frankensons, uh one of them uh, didn't uh, did, sort of saw me, I guess, and then and didn't say anything. So I'm always approachable, man. You know, unless you're brandishing like a knife or something, in which case, you know, you better be ready to use that, man. Well, you
4: got to you you <laughs> run,
2: you run from a guy with a knife, and you charge a guy. Yeah, with a Yeah, you run from a guy with a knife. If it's a gun, yeah, you, you, yeah, you charge the down. guy
4: with
2: the gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's a to Al Pacino. I did. So here's the thing about uh, Frank and Sons. I'm not going to talk about this forever. I did a vlog, so you can watch that later. Um, it's going to go up later on in the week in front of Club TV. Um, Frank and sons, I didn't re- I, I went there for the nostalgia to see mm-hmm. if there's any like toys that I wanted to get. Enforcer was able to track down a bunch of old mask toys, oh, that's but cool. a, they're wildly expensive. And B, when I saw them, I was like, eh, you know, I've been there, done that. What I did notice though, is that they had a ton of bootleg or at least unlicensed, uh, uh, uh apparel. Amazing. Shirts and stuff. Amazing. And so I got you number one. I, there's you you have two presents here. Oh, that's so cool. One kind. is is from the enforcer for both of us, but really it belongs with you. All right. And so I'll show you that first. And All then right. we, just give me a couple minutes and then we'll get into the that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this here is what is this is really a great find. Enforcer got this for both of us, but I like I said, I said this should just really go with you. And it's referee Sid. <laughs> it's referee Sid. Look at him! This guy is making That's decisions, amazing. Larson. He's got, and they have like a number of different hand gestures. Oh, that is that so you cool! You can change this, so depending on like you know, is it gonna be a five count right here? <laughs> you know, is he saying ring the bell right here? Is he confused with this one right here? Is oh, he the one, the bloodline? I
4: don't know what's going on. That is amazing.
2: So this will you can post this up by Big Red over There
4: you there. go. Thank you, Enforcer. That is amazing.
2: And this is what I got for you. All right, because I saw it and immediately I was like, man. This is great because not only do I know this was like your dude back in the day. Is it more and it Sid? also it also kind of no, it also kind of encompasses, encapsulates, if you will, our relationship. Of course, this is a flu game t-shirt. <laughs> Pippen and Jordan.
4: Oh, that's amazing! The
2: blue game, thirty-eight oh, points, that is Bulls so cool. ninety, Jazz eighty. And you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, what better way? Of course, you know, the Larson of the group, Pippen. Oh, Jordan, dear. Steve of the group, right here. Oh my goodness! So this is yours. So I, I figured you'd, you'd appreciate that. That so, is I'll great. See you on Thursday when we ball up. That's amazing. What uh, so, what uh,
4: what shirt did you get yourself?
2: oh man i got a bunch i got uh i got a, a bootleg um a russ meyer shirt it's a a, a oh. faster pussycat kill kill yeah, shirt that's cool i got a, a really cool looking misfit shirt like one that i've never seen on like a hot topic or something yeah 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 um i got lacy the same i got summer like a pulp fiction shirt uh and i know at the gcw at the la fight show i got like a gcw lakers sort of style shirt cool um yeah so so that's what i got so and then i got lacy like this really cool looking purse because she likes purses mm-hmm. so mainly i was getting stuff for for the family but cool uh, but yeah i got myself a couple things. very cool but no that's a cool shirt i kind of regret not getting myself an extra large but that, that's that's kind of tight that is pretty cool that is pretty cool thank you very so, much thank
4: you for thank you steve
2: absolutely uh so let's talk about this let's dive right into it um so everything everything seems to indicate that WWE really wants The Rock versus Roman Reigns to main event WrestleMania 39. But that's, of course, assuming that Dwayne The Rock Johnson can clear his busy movie Hollywood schedule to make it happen. Mm -hmm. If Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer is to be believed, it looks like The Rock seemingly has a gap in his schedule early next year in these transcripts. Come to you via WrestleZone. Is this this is from radio, right? Wrestling and I believe, radio. I would
4: think so. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see the. It wasn't specified in this WrestleZone uh, uh, article, but that would be my guess. Yes.
2: So Alvarez says the Rock is going to do z- uh, is going to do zero movie commitments for the first quarter of 2023, which would allow him to do WrestleMania without having to worry about movie commitments and also have the time to help launch the first season of the XFL. So actually, the timing for doing a WrestleMania match would be excellent this year because he has two different, pro- two different projects, which would require him to take time off from movies, of course, The Rock. I think, didn't he purchase the XFL or, or is leading a group of investors to do it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's relaunching, I guess, in the first quarter of 2023. Yeah, it is. So Common Doc here says this was purely speculation on his part, and he mentioned gotcha. that beforehand. Okay, that's good to know.
4: That is good to know. Um, yeah, a lot of times stuff that is said on Wrestling Observer Radio, that's speculation is kind of presented as fact. It goes out there, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. So thank you for, for clarifying that. So anyways again assuming and again given Alvarez's track record it's, it's a pretty massive assumption there's any truth to this especially if he's mm. speculating um, um, <laughs> there's any truth to this Yeah, this. I can't imagine WBB could be any happier that um, there's actually an availability in his schedule uh, uh, for The Rock potentially do WrestleMania that's not to say in a year's time he gets like a massive opportunity he's like well I
2: gotta jump at this you know well, I'll be honest with you. No, there, there's a couple things to consider that would lead me to believe that The Rock is totally going to do this. Number one is like the fact that he teased it on his own show, mm-hmm. on Young Rock. They had that completely obvious tease with you know Rock and, and a baby Roman Reigns saying mm-hmm. "Acknowledge me" and and him wanting to fight Rock and Young B- Rock saying that's a WrestleMania match he's a very calculated guy. Like, he's a very, this is, I don't, I think he's, that's probably maybe something he's learned from Ms. McMahon is don't tease something unless you have the intentions of doing it. That's, a, that's, that to me, it's funny because it's like, oh, it's a throwaway joke. But I'm like, I don't know if he would have even allowed that joke to go through. Yeah. If, if, if that wasn't, if there at least wasn't some intention. As far as like opportunities arising out of nowhere, these days with the level of movies that he's involved in, it kind of doesn't like, you know, the, the like, for example, previs on pretty much all the Marvel movies, most Star Wars projects, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff happens like ages in advance. Oh, totally, totally. You
4: got to sign the deal like months and months and months in advance before anything gets going. Yeah, no, I'm aware of that. If
2: not years, like, you know, like, I mean, I'm sure he knew he was going to be Black Adam. Well, he was teasing that literally years before it happened. Now, I'm sure he didn't sign a deal years in advance, but I know he was politicking to become the Black Adam of the of the DCU um i remember that was announced a long time ago like it was him doing that was announced a
4: long time ago before they even started getting cameras rolling
2: yeah no it was it was years in advance before they started getting cameras rolling but i don't know exactly when the deal happened when he signed on the dotted line and stuff from what i understand a lot of that was just him sort of like yeah i want to do this and we're looking to do it and we're looking to do it but it could have probably fallen apart at any point Mm -hmm. um especially given the way things go down at dc but I don't know, man. It really feels like he wants to do this. Like, everything points to him wanting to do it. Of course, WWE would want to do it. Yeah. Um, like, it's it's sort of a no-brainer.
4: I mean, there's so, another aspect. The XFL aspect, he seems intent on making it successful. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know? Uh, so, you know, having this gap in his schedule, whether it's predominantly for Mania or not, I would be absolutely shocked if he's not out there promoting the hell out of this XFL relaunch from I don't know the start of the NFL playoffs till kickoff of the first game like intensely he's going to be all over the place he's going to be on TV he's going to be on ESPN he's going to be on radio he might even be on a podcast or two he's going to be promoting the hell out of this league
2: and what better, way to, what better way to well, there are probably better ways to do it but in addition to that of oh, no. WrestleMania
4: if, if he comes out for his match of WrestleMania with an XFL shirt on.
2: <laughs> oh, a he hate a he hate me jersey.
4: There you go, even
2: better. That's what he needs. He needs. I don't remember anything from the XFL except for he hate me. That's the only thing I remember because that was man, that was the funniest. They let people put nicknames oh, on great. their uh, on their on their out on their uniforms. Yeah. And in that first one, that first game with he hate me, they're like, hey, you know, you, you you know, you scored the game winning touchdown. Uh, so to explain your explain your nickname. He hate me. Who he hate me? Yeah, Rod <laughs> Smart. He went to go. He went to play for the uh, the Carolina Panthers. After I that. know. Yeah, yeah. That motivation of whoever hated him mm-hmm. really came through for him. Um. So uh. So yeah. No. That's uh. That's all good stuff. I I. It would not shock me at all. I'd be actually kind of surprised if it didn't happen. Honestly, all the chatter about it. And I know like WWE doesn't care about all that kind of stuff because people are going to chatter. But it's like, what would they what would they do if it wasn't Rock versus Roman at, at in you know in 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 Los Angeles? Cody, you know, Cody wins the title. I love Cody, but that's totally a step down <laughs> <laughs> from the Rock. Oh, the I guy, mean, I understand you know, that point of view, but I'm saying like Stephen Amell. Mm. How about that?
4: Ricky Rabies. You know. How about that?
2: Rick- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be huge. That'd be massive. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, let's talk about this, man. So uh, WWE apparently intent on talking about Hollywood snapping yeah. Sasha and Naomi out of existence, man. They're they're straight up being erased at this point, Larson. What's this going is, on with the pretty, latest? On this Sasha is pretty and Naomi? crazy. So WWE addressed
4: Sasha and Naomi's walkout officially uh, uh, for the first time since Monday's RAW during Friday's SmackDown. When Michael Cole announced that Sasha and Naomi had been suspended indefinitely, the women's tag titles have been vacated, and then a tournament will happen at some point to crown new champions. And this all happened towards, I don't know, the latter half of SmackDown. Um, and uh, several people before that announcement had noticed that all of Sasha and Naomi's merch had been removed from WWE shop and that oh. the former tag champs had been removed from the then-now-forever pre-roll that kicks off every WWE broadcast. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted Friday evening, uh, quote, WWE confirmed to me Naomi and Sasha have not been released despite being removed from WWE shop.
0: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.
4: Meanwhile, on a recent edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Melser reported that Sasha was upset that her planned mania feud with Charlotte was shelved once Ronda Rousey agreed to come back to WWE. And these transcripts come to you from WrestlingNews.co. She was mad that Ronda got the WrestleMania spot. It was planned for Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, which was planned for months. I wrote about it. She got moved down and they gave her the tag belts as kind of like a concession because she got moved down. Okay, if you're looking at it from only Sasha's side, they lied to me, right? They didn't know Ronda was gonna agree to come back so soon after her pregnancy, but Ronda wanted to prove it because her mom did it, and they also really wanted Ronda at WrestleMania because Ronda is the bigger star. But to not understand that they picked Ronda ahead of you for WrestleMania and get mad about it, yes, did they tell you? Yes, does that make you a good team player? No. If you don't understand that Ronda is a much bigger star than you, for that show, there's not a doubt Ronda is a much bigger star than Sasha Banks in that spot. So before I get to this Pat McAfee stuff, let's address Meltzer here. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like Sasha's been a pretty solid team player for, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. And uh, to be told that uh, you're going to have this spot um, at WrestleMania, Sasha is one of WWE's most relevant mainstream crossover stars. Ronda Rousey, I understand she has been a mainstream crossover star. But at this juncture, I mean, if you do like the Q rating stuff, you might see Ronda's more well known to Sasha, maybe. But in terms of relevancy, Sasha's ahead of her. you can make that point. You could yeah. potentially make that point. But no, going back to, to Meltzer. I mean, it's, it, I feel like it's a jab to say that she's not a team player. You know, at a certain yeah. point, if if you're being told, "Hey, this is our creative for you. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do," and repeatedly they tell you, "This is what we're going to do," and then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do doesn't happen. This is what we're going to do and it doesn't happen. Guess that's that's gonna frustrate anybody. Yeah, that's gonna be
2: that's gonna be annoying.
4: You know, and 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 if if. You say, and, and then like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not getting the title shot at Mania. All right, they're giving me another run with the tag titles. Okay, well, let's make them something. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that either. You invest time and energy into this team, and, and your goal is to build up the tag division. And then they just kind of say, well, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah, that's frustrating. It's
2: incredibly frustrating. Incredibly.
4: Anyway, sorry, I cut <laughs> you off earlier. What were you going to say?
2: No, 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 no. It's funny because I'm looking while, you while you on you're on your rant, which I agree with. Um, uh, I was looking at the, the Google, 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 oh, Google trends. That's probably more, uh, Google a more, a, a, a better metric because in terms of relevancy than Q ratings, which I pulled out of my rear end. No, Q, I think Q ratings are legit. Uh, I, I think Google trends and Q ratings were more legit way of, of feeling it out than like two dudes in their forties <laughs> so speculating, but I think you're right about, and, and I'm looking at Google trends here and I mean, since at least July of 2020, like Sasha has has been trending quite a bit higher than than Ronda Rousey, according to Google Trends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I know I agree with you. I think that Sasha Banks, it's it's sort of the thing where it's like Sasha Banks. If you take if you take like the past five years, which I did, like obviously in the first, up until like I don't know what twenty eighteen. So from twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen or so. Like, Ronda Rousey was quite a bit trending more than, than Sasha Banks. Um, you know, she was, she was doing a lot of the, the first batch of WWE stuff there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they were making a big deal about it. Uh, yeah, I think historically speaking, obviously, Ronda is the bigger star. And I can understand why WWE would think, hey, to the casual viewer, and I think they're probably right about this, Ronda Rousey is a, more, a, a bigger name. Um, that being said, I think Sasha's got that factor right now, you know, being on the Kevin Hart stuff, sort of being, uh, I don't know, just in that sort of era or that, that sort of percolating pop culture thing where, you know, one move and she'll blow up even bigger than she is mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You can just sort of feel it out, you know? And, and I think even the more recent Google trends, even taken before the, this stuff is going down, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's some pretty big spikes for Sasha Banks comparing to Ronda Rousey. Um, and at this point like they're they're pretty much about even if you, if you go before the the walkout stuff mm-hmm. um so no i think it look i'm not running the company but if you want to kind of be forward looking don't you put sasha in that spot you know i know like if you're like hey we really want to take advantage of this person that we know is going to break through big sooner than later as opposed to somebody who I don't know. Like after, if if Ronda doesn't have WWE, I don't really know what she has. You know what I mean? Sasha's gonna be going up. Ronda, not so much. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I'm a 43 year old. You know, I don't know. So if it was my company, but it's not, and I get why they would want to put the big marquee name. I'm sure there's probably all sorts of metrics that prove that probably is a smarter move than Sasha Banks. It's not the one I'd make, it's not the one you'd make, but it's not our company. We're podcasters, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sure there are probably analytics that prove that out. Um as, as far as as I mean, I don't know where this is gonna go, man. I mean, it's it's uh, the the whole you know taking him out of the the then now forever stuff I, I I took more issue with how they presented it on TV this week on SmackDown yeah you know with Michael Cole saying that stuff I just feel like if I'm your casual viewer your two million you know one of the two million that watches SmackDown or I'd even I'd even suggest that it's probably I don't know maybe up to three million that keep. Tabs on WWE. Yeah, entirely possible. Yeah, keep it. Yeah, keep into account like the what they call it, the plus fours or plus people who there's DVR the there's show. There's people yeah. who DVR. There's, I mean, probably more people just watch stuff on YouTube these days the or on Twitter well, yeah. clips, you yeah. know, um, because those numbers are, are oftentimes astronomical compared to what they do on TV. Mm-hmm. So people just ingest stuff a different way. So I'm I'm assuming that WWE has plenty more than the 1.7 or two million that watch SmackDown or wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um If I'm if I'm in the crew that's watching on TV. And I'm not listening to Going in Raw Wrestle Talk or Cultaholic or whatever or Wrestling News Now, uh, and I don't know what happened. This just seems weird and petty for Michael Cole to say they've let down millions of I people. Know, I know what I know. What are you talking about? We didn't even know what happened. Yep. Like okay, you advertise the main event, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. Well, no, we can. T- I guess we can well, talk here's about analysis thing, too. on the subject. Here's the thing, too, is going back
4: to the statement they released Monday night. Mm-hmm. Like, if they hadn't put a spotlight on this story, it just would have been something that's kind of percolating, as you know, a lot of stories do backstage news. Yeah. Of, of you know, of, of, of people being dissatisfied with various things, would be. it would have been a, mm-hmm. another story like that. I mean, it would have been high profile because Sasha Banks and Naomi are involved. Um, uh, and they're your tag champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonetheless, though, it I I don't think it would have as massive a spotlight on it from a, 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 a larger mainstream sense. Yeah, had right. they not issued the statement, because ninety nine point nine percent of the time, WWE doesn't say shit about things like this. Do
2: you? Let me ask you this, because this is the only thing I can think about. Um, is because the last time anybody did this, I mean, I you know it. There, you know, Mustafa Ali walked out. But it's not like he was in a role anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh Neville, same thing. But Neville was sort of pre I, I kinda wonder if this is if this is Vince trying to make an example of because because now there is so much more leverage. Now there is so much more that the wrestlers can do yeah. um that doesn't involve WWE. I wonder if it's like, hey, we're gonna completely erase you if you try this, and we're not we're we're gonna not, you know, mess around with this. And I wonder if that's what this is. I, I do kinda wonder if once wwe sells once vince gets his 10 bills for wwe or whatever he's going after and vince is gone and it's more of a corporate run thing i don't think they would do this shit like it's just kind of ugly it's like I man know, i know you are presenting uh, a universe for us to buy into right no different than their example they marvel. like to be yeah. marvel right yeah. yeah you're presenting this universe like this universe it's real in the universe so people walking out and 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 not abiding by the script that shouldn't be part of the universe. No. You know, like you're just you're breaking well you're breaking Kayfabe. You're bro. breaking yeah, you're breaking your own breaking your own
4: walls, you know, you're but breaking it's just, that facade that you yeah. created for for this universe.
2: Yes. It's, it's 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 petty and it's weird. It's weird more than anything. It's just It weird. is weird. Here, let's talk
4: about this real quick. So Pat McAfee had himself a bit of a memeable moment uh, while mm-hmm. reacting to the announcement that Sasha and Naomi had been suspended. And on the most recent Pat McAfee show, he spoke about hearing that news for the first time while Cole was sitting there addressing the W universe. This is what he had to mm-hmm. say, and these transcripts come from Fightful. Quote, the Sasha Naomi thing, that was my first time hearing what Cole was saying live. I have no idea what to think here. I have no clue. This is very fascinating. She's a superstar. They were our champions. I honestly have uh, no idea what to believe in this whole thing. They keep me out of the loop with everything. I have no fucking idea. While Cole was doing his thing, I was very fascinated. I wish I had more answers for people. A couple people asked me during my chat with Pat on Saturday, what's going on? Fuck. I feel like you know more than I do. Literally, as that was happening, I'm like, god damn. Suspended indefinitely. We need... Someone mentions, kind of interjects here and says, they need a resolution. Yeah. He says, yeah, we need yeah. that. We need a resolution. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I don't believe Pat... <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, dude, you can't be you can't be Pat McAfee, and and not know not. I mean, honestly, like probably what he knows is is probably exa- exactly what happened. They weren't happy. They decided they don't want to participate. They drive, they put their titles in John Laurinaitis, and then they left. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that there is that there would be more to it necessarily than that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what he's kind of saying here. Is I yeah.
4: yeah. I'm sure what he's not at SmackDown. He's busy doing 10 million other things. You're, You're probably know, right, but he's, he's got fight, to be—he's got
2: to be clued into stuff, though. You'd, you don't think,
4: think? I, you'd imagine he'd hear stuff, but yeah, right. You know, yeah. is he—is he, is re, is he refreshing? You know, uh, 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 fightful's Twitter. You know, uh, on a constant basis. No, but maybe
2: the- WWE's talent Slack <laughs> or whatever they use isn't Slack the thing that people use. I think oh, that's their like their, the- their internal app. You mean? I think yeah. Well, oh, I've, I've heard that term thrown around, like my sister's uh, thrown Yeah, it's on gotcha, Slack. Gotcha. No, I, I'm not familiar <laughs> Can with we that. We start a Slack, Larson. Just for know you and is. me. You're like,
4: S- I don't know what that is. Pants? You're talking about pants?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what people use? Hold on. I don't know. Second. I have no slack. idea.
4: Slack app. No idea. But it was it was interesting seeing uh you know the 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 clip of just him reacting. Yeah. Um. Right. You know, on Twitter and people. Uh, sorry, I don't remember the names of people who are mentioning this. Like Pat's own kind of uh, instances where he would headbutt with management. Mm -hmm, Like apparently he just got tired of dealing with management with the Colts, so he left the team. The peak Mm -hmm, of his career, his prime.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And then I guess kind of the same thing happened at Barstool when he was Mm -hmm, working there before mm -hmm. he launched his own show. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so if if this is a thing where he has shown that you know he's not wanting to deal with a lot of BS from management. Mhm. Um how this is going to inform his opinion on things and you know if 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 he comes to find out that uh you know there was that, that W was 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 doling out the BS to Sasha and Naomi how is he going to
2: react to that? He doesn't need this job. He you tell he loves doing it. He doesn't need it. Yeah, I know. But it's kind of. I, he's not gonna. He's not gonna protest and walk out. I would, I'd be surprised. I, and I'll be honest with you. I think people kind of. I think people over, blew his reactions out of out of proportion. Anyways, I think when Cole was saying stuff, Pat McAfee was just acting like he was hearing this for the. I mean, he was hearing. We were all hearing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that whether or not he knew that that was gonna be said or that they had actually been suspended indefinitely, maybe that was legitimate. But like, I just feel like he was doing his best to react to news that he probably wasn't terribly surprised by. Yeah, and it's some of his some of his reactions were a little more emotive than other ones. But I didn't sense it. I didn't sense it. <laughs> he thought, was trying to silently protest. What no, was I didn't on. get out of that either. I just the, the kind of the most
4: telling thing is is after Cole wrapped up and there is uh, you know they're moving on to the next segment. Oh, he didn't say anything. No,
2: he did. He just goes. all right he said all right yeah he said he said all right yeah exactly yeah he didn't say we're gonna have new women's tag you're that's actually a really good point because it's it is very counter to for example Corey Graves you know who probably would have been like oh thank goodness we're gonna have new tag champions ones that are professional and won't summarily walk out that is actually a solid point he was with with the exception of that all right he didn't say a word Another no, word, no, and it was kind of an awkward silence until Cole said, "Oh, there's RK, bro," and yeah, exactly. then Pat blew up. That's yeah, a good exactly,
4: point. exactly. Because
2: usually in a situation like that where he's there's something to
4: promote, which is mm-hmm. a, a tournament to crown new champions. Mm-hmm, yeah, so that's something where you know whoever's doing the who's is in the analyst role, which is Pat's role on the team, mm-hmm, yeah, is be like, "Oh wow, okay, this there's an opportunity now for new teams to
2: to make a yeah. claim to be champion." Blah blah blah, something like that. You need to say word in one. In one. as much that, all right. I think you're right in that. I really would never see Vince telling Pat to say something, and Pat saying it if he didn't want to say it. Exactly. I think
4: that was the point I was getting at. Not that That's so much that one, he yeah. was going to walk
2: out because
4: uh, because something happened backstage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Um, but. You know, I I don't think if, if Vince fed Pat the same stuff he fed fed, uh, fed Corey. I don't think Pat's yeah. saying that shit.
2: I think you're right. I I absolutely think you're right. Yeah, you're not going to tell somebody who's already making fifty million somewhere else to say your petty bullshit mm-hmm. and expect him to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he could Pat could get up, go into John Lauren Ice's office, and give him his blazer and walk out and be yep. totally fine with it. Yep. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that all plays out. Um you know i know there's talk that they're uh that they could f- like freeze their contracts or whatever maybe even if they have like two months and which i've never i've never understood how much they could freeze like what additional time i've always been like freeze or like in perpetuity like what is the amount of time I that they
4: think they would be able to so let's this is my speculation. I, I, Let's I don't, just
2: say I, Sasha Banks has two months left on her contract. I would think
4: then they would be able to extend that another two months since she wasn't fulfilling her dates for that those two months. So, so if her contract was to expire in mid July, they could add an extra two months onto it. That's the impression I
2: get. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's what, cool.
4: you know, like for if they add time because of injury, like they were doing a few years back, it was the length you were out they would tack mm-hmm. onto the end of the deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's funny. Yeah, I forgot my, my sense of time right now is so warped because of my weekend. Today is Monday. We got a raw. We got a raw preview as well. You think Corey's gonna be the guy to say we're gonna have new tag champions? This is gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great to have professional tag champions. Yes,
4: I would. I would be surprised if something wasn't said.
2: Talk about surprises. Tag, title, unification. You and I both thought this was like a 2% botch uh, 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 away from happening. I, I was a little bit more bullish on I thought I, I'd go up as, as high as 5%, perhaps. But they actually did it, and you said this in the pre-show. We're so conditioned by WWE to not feature big story moments on their weekly TV, which is why we started reviewing SmackDowns on Mondays and Raws on Tuesdays. Yeah. Because they typically reserve their big moments for pay-per-views, and those do come. Um, But uh, but Tag Title Unification, on a SmackDown, I didn't have that on my proverbial bingo card. I figured, hey, Roman's not going to be at Hell in a Cell. Maybe, because Hell in a Cell, you can... There, there is the X factor of the cell itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos might win there because the cell could take play, could 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 sort of be the proxy for Roman Reigns in a mm-hmm. way, you know, mm-hmm. because Roman mm-hmm. obviously helped them win this one. Um, I thought, I thought that them winning unification, winning both the tag titles. In the main event of SmackDown, and then the chaos that that happened afterwards, I mentioned this pre-show, made this like the best episode of SmackDown in the modern era. I thought it was phenomenal the way the crowd reacted. They had shots of children legitimately crying, which was amazing. And that kind of chaos and and violence that we saw mm-hmm. when Roman took it to RK-Bro and the Usos joined in, and they wrecked Randy Orton and the crowd was booing. And and they stand in there and they have all those titles. And Roman has that euphoric smile on it. Say, hey, Roman had a killer episode. Yeah, he did. From that hug at the beginning, looking mm-hmm. into the camera for mm-hmm. a moment, mm-hmm. all the way to the end when the bloodline stands tall. I I thought this was a masterclass of tele- wrestling on television, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, to finish SmackDown. And I thought it was a decent episode altogether. I thought they were setting some stuff up. I'll be honest with you, man. I know like some people are always oh, it's I don't know. Either we're WWE sweaties or we hate everything they do. <laughs> like we get both sides from in our yeah. YouTube comments, which is weird. Um, but I thought I thought this was really good. I think Raw's been decent. I think creatively speaking, WWE has some good stuff going for him, and I thought SmackDown was, was really pretty yeah, decent this
4: the, week. The bloodline stuff with RK Bro was all pretty good. Um you know we had heard that uh, I think it was from Meltzer in the newsletter that Roman next has lined up uh, for his next two opponents at Money of the Bank and SummerSlam, respectively, Riddle mm-hmm. and Orton. Mm-hmm, yeah, And we kind of speculated then, well, the storyline with Unification is to motivate those two matches over the summer. So Roman has opponents mm-hmm, um, yeah. over the summer. And, and I mean, it's plainly obvious here, seemingly, unless someone changes their mind, that's the direction they're headed in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know
4: Orton at this point in his career as is is incredibly over as he
2: is, big time. Yeah,
4: against Rowan, that's a huge match for SummerSlam.
2: It is. Yeah,
4: it's and it's, a, it's and for Riddle to get a title shot at Money of the Bank at a huge stadium show, mm-hmm. that's a huge moment for him. And yeah, mm-hmm. both Riddle and Orton are going to come up short. And whether that's kind of what precipitates their split, or or if that's kind of like a unifying thing. So that after their two title shots, they go back after the Usos and maybe win the the unified tag titles for themselves. But if nothing else, it gives RK-Bro's story some more legs, regardless which way they go. Oh, um, they're good They're good through at they're good least through, the summer. They're yeah. good through potentially Clash of the Castle. Because they can mm-hmm. challenge the Usos for those tag titles there
2: and potentially win them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Boy, wouldn't that that'd be kind of nuts. I don't know if I see it happening, but again, with the bloodline, it's like I need to stop I need to stop rooting against them at all because they just win win win. It's what they do. Um but uh but no, I don't know. Like the idea of Drew and RK Bro cleaning up at Clash of the Castle. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it, but No, man. I'm not
4: gonna bet any money on it because if, yeah. if Roman's facing The Rock at WrestleMania, he's probably
2: gonna have that title with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, you're right. I don't know. Like, I I know you and I are both are both big on Cody winning money in the bank. Probably going to happen. But if Riddle loses money in the bank, if, if that actually ma- if that match happens, mm-hmm. um, is it possible that Orton wins money in the bank and then declares for SummerSlam? He is, like you said, he is supremely over.
4: Yeah, it's I guess it's possible, but I don't think they need the briefcase
2: to motivate a title match with Roman. They don't need it, but you know, you know how they do? They sort of go all in on everything these days. And I know in the commercial they just said money in the bank gives you an opportunity at WrestleMania, but I I I forgot that or I dismissed that immediately. Yeah. They like to go all in on everything. You know, now the bloodline has all the titles. Nobody cares about any anything that isn't involving the bloodline, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They sort of give secondary shrift to even Sami Zayn in the mid card wears a bloodline shirt. The bloodline's everything. So if that's the case, it stands to reason that they would use money in the bank as well to motivate more bloodline stuff. It's possible. It's possible. And so that's 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 my logic on on Orton possibly winning that. Um on the other hand, they also like having money in the bank. People just roll around with money in the bank, and yeah, I, I know. A and especially well.
4: with the criticism they've been getting of late with how they've utilized the money in the bank briefcase, having someone who already has motivation to go after Roman with the briefcase to get a match with Roman. It's, I mean, it's, it's, is it a, a, a means to tell that story? Yeah. Is it the most exciting? Probably not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
4: think you can put yeah. that briefcase on Cody, and and. I mean, ideally, what would happen is he gets a title shot against Roman, not cashing in at the Madison Square Garden show, wins by count out like his dad did, and then have that briefcase in his back pocket saying, well, I'm going to cash in sometime.
2: Man, I like that story, but Cody winning against Roman in any way, shape or form. I just you don't bet against the bloodline losing at this point. I mean, you can bet it in singles matches against Riddle and stuff. That's fine, but uh, but I don't know. I kind of feel like Orton winning Money in the Bank also gets them out of the predicament of that of of a Big E situation where Big E has the briefcase. What do you do with it? You know, you cash. What are you going to cash in on Roman? You going to declare on Roman and then just like lose? You know how that's going to play out. I don't know. I kind of feel like or, at would, least with that Roman exactly
4: be what. Yeah, I'd be, Orton would be doing, it would just be, I'm going to cash in on Roman and then he'd lose.
2: Yeah, I know, but it's involved in the story. It's, you don't have to worry about a guy who's who's just carrying money in the bank aimlessly. I mean, yeah, you could do it with Cody, but why do it with Cody when you have it with Orton? Like, what's Orton's case against Roman? Uh, what just, would he have to do to get a title match? He just destroyed his tag team partner. He's got personal beef with him. He wants
4: the exact revenge upon Roman in a title bout. Why is he worthy of a title match? Because he's Randy
2: fucking Orton. <laughs> I don't know. Money in the bank gets him there. It does. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary to get him there, though. Well, you and I don't think it's necessary because he's Randy Orton. But Roman Reigns is going to be like, why is this guy? I, we just destroyed him. We beat him. We beat him at, for tag title unification. Uh, like why? Why does he get a shot? And yeah, Pierce could absolutely say he's Randy Orton. But come on, like that's not storyline wise. Well, I mean, or- they could look. They could be that lazy. But like well, with Bloodline, they seem to like to inject some story into it.
4: They do, and here's like they have to a degree with Orton specifically, where at every turn he's belittling Roman. How many mm-hmm. times does he show up? Like when they show up on SmackDown, he he tells Roman, "Come out to my ring," mm-hmm. and that's like an easy, surefire way to to piss Roman off. Mm-hmm. If you if you throw any measure of disrespect his way,
2: we've yeah. seen that
4: time and time again. He can
2: be triggered pretty easily. Yes, yeah. and we've
4: seen yeah. we've seen Randy already do that. Mm -hmm. And I think if he doubles down on that, he can get under Roman skin and get a title bout against him. Super easy.
2: Yeah. Yep. That could be.
4: Plus he's Randy Orton.
2: Plus he's Randy Orton. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think they like to put everything into everything. They, into every event has to be infused with bloodline. I think that's where they're going these days. man. We'll see. We'll see, but we will see. Um, yeah. Otherwise I thought Smackdown was, uh, was pretty decent. um, yeah, I'm looking at this and I don't see anything. It's funny because, like you know, they they've actually they're they're sort of doing something with their women's mid card <laughs> now that now that the you know the women's uh, mid card walked out, the the tag champions walked out because of the the Shazia Leah uh, Raquel stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought was pretty decent. Um, I like that you know was motivated by the the open challenge from last week, so he didn't really need Ronda there to to do anything. Nope. Um, who do you think? Let me ask you this. Who is the third man that's going to join? Who's going to be yeah, a Big E's replacement against the Brawlin' Brutes? Which is a terrible name. They should have just been called Fight Night. They should
4: have stuck with Fight Night, I know. Fight
2: Night's a really cool name.
4: You know, I thought about that at the time, and I was kind of drawing a blank in terms of who it could be.
2: Should be Cesaro. <laughs> <laughs> Bring that dude back. That'd be oh, else. Tyler Breeze would be great. White Brownie says yeah. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, that'd be. He's coming back to up up down down. He is. I saw that too. Yeah, that'd be something else. Um, how about Killian Dane. Oh, you mean Damo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See how that worked out for him in AEW. Max Dupree. Yeah, maybe. Oh, let's talk about Max Dupree. Oh gosh. Um, oh goodness. So, L.A. Knight. You mean Max Dupree, once known as uh, 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 Eli, Eli Drake? I think that's his actual. Is that his actual no, it name? No, was Sean something. It's his oh, name. you're right. It's Sean something. And then he was L.A. Knight. Yeah. Now he's now Max, Max Dupree. Dupree. But seemingly, he doesn't even have that vocal cadence anymore. I know. He's not coming in and doing this, dummy. I know. I know. L.A. Knight's dead. Yeah. And a new and and the same completely actor is now character. portraying a completely new character. Um, named Max Dupree, and he's a, a model agency guy. Now we had heard that Ellie Knight was doing this in dark matches and had enrolled uh, Mace and Mansoor mm-hmm. in his uh, uh, male modeling agency. Uh, but uh, I had not; we had not heard that he was a completely different character named Max Dupree. Yeah. So, the name is awesome. Mm. Uh, he's uh, he's great. He 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 could get anything to work. Are you looking forward to this Max Dupree? No, characters? I'm not a fan of vocational gimmicks, sorry. Not He's a manager. He's a
4: manager. Yeah, I know, but like the whole idea is that he he this is his job, you know, this is this is his vocation. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to find uh models and mania main vendors.
2: Yeah, right. That's his same that's thing his, though. That's his, his
4: mission statement. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. But it, you get down to it. It's a vocational gimmick. I'm just not into vocational gimmicks. But if it's
2: a manager, because he's not gonna be wrestling. Yeah, still a vocational vocational gimmick. It's sort of different, isn't it? Like, name name the last manager who had a vocational gimmick. Like, you haven't had, like, a garbage man be a manager before.
4: No, but we all, I mean, I can't really think offhand of a manager who had a very specific job, (laughs) that being managing a a model agency. Yeah. While also managing wrestlers. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So his job is two pronged. There's wrestling management, which right. is you know has historical precedence and, and and whatnot, and I understand that part. But there's also managing this modeling agency.
2: Yeah, right.
4: That's very. I mean, at, at this point, until he starts employing uh, 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 successful wrestlers as wrestling manager, not a lot. A mm-hmm. whole lot of money be made there. I'm sure he's getting most of his money through managing models. Yeah, Mason Mansur there's going to be eating pins left and right. Yeah, so in my mind, it's be a job agency. I mean, it, 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 pretty much what it seems like Max Dupree is going to be the main roster version of Robert Stonebrand. That's exactly what it is. And that's yeah. what it seems like. We Yeah. We know he can be entertaining on the mic. Uh unfortunately, this faction's probably going to be booked as a faction of losing wrestlers
2: for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I agree with that. Oh man, you know what? I I like this for him though. Cause I just don't know where LA Knight would have. I don't know. But he was so over. I think he was. LA he was just over he being done LA fine Knight on main roster. He it wasn't been like really NXT, good. It wasn't like the NXT like really tailored anything to get him over. He just got over. He just yeah, got over really, being himself. He always gets supremely over with the fan. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe they're like, "Hey, Mace can't get over on his own. Mansoor ain't gonna get over on his own, even though he displayed he could with that e stuff." Um Maybe give Melai Knight who can who can not only maybe this is just another challenge. It's like, hey, look, we know you can get yourself over, but we need you to get other people over using your uh, uh, awesome character abilities. As Max Dupree, I don't know. you know, it would be awesome. It could have been, would have been better if L.A. Knight came out and dropped a retirement speech on NXT and says, "I'm leaving now, dummies. I'm going to go start a male modeling agency." Yeah, yeah. And they get and to track his journey exactly, and then the the, the reinvention makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but well, whatever. You know, it's a new character. We've seen it before. Isaac Yankum, classic example. Other Max Moon.
4: I mean, it just it just makes you think of early 90s wrestling, and that's not really a <laughs> reference that's really that you really oh, want to you're make. Crazy. Yeah, man.
2: Max Moon, Bastion Booger, others. Repo Man. Classics, Larson. Anyways, SmackDown kicked off with a Bloodline promo to promote tonight's main event. Roman, of course, asked the crowd to acknowledge him. They do. He says, tonight's special, because not only do the fans acknowledge me, they acknowledge my cousins. You no, know, this is Heyman talking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Well,
4: no, early on is Roman, then he, then he hands the mic off to Heyman.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he says, which means tonight, tonight the fans acknowledge the bloodline. He says, wise man, tell them why. So Heyman gets on the mic. He welcomes us to the single biggest night in the history of tag team wrestling. He says, what we have on the island of relevancy is the moment of truth. Roman is the GOAT. Take your Brunos, your Hogan's, your Austin's, your Rock's, your Brock's, your Cena's. You can stack them all up. And that's what would happen if you put them in the ring against Reigns. They would be stacked, smashed, and pinned by the GOAT, Roman Reigns. And while we sit there with our insecure cheers each and every single night of his life, Roman defends the position of being great because that's what it takes to be the tribal chief. So what does it take for the Usos to be the greatest tag team of all time? He says uh, that uh, with the nervousness in my voice because I stand in the ring with the descendants of Apha and Sika. He says, "So to claim to be the greatest tag team of all time would be pretty disrespectful if you don't do something that Afa and Sika never accomplished: unify the tag team titles, be the only tag team ever to be Raw and SmackDown champions at the same time, and to do so, they have to defeat RK Bro." He says, "This is the best SmackDown. This is the best on SmackDown versus the best on Raw. It's not enough to be Roman's cousins. So tonight, the Usos will come home, the undisputed tag champions." Or they won't come to the island of relevancy at all. Heyman says the Usos will win tonight. They'll become the greatest tag team of all time. They'll become the undisputed tag champs. And that's not a prediction. That's the spoiler. And then Roman takes Mike back. He tells the Usos, he says, you know what I want. And what I expect you to deliver. He says, the only reason I have these expectations is because I love you. And then they embrace and it's great TV because the, the camera gets both angles of the hug. And he brings them in, and he hugs, and they're looking like they're emotional. Yeah, he's looking like I have manipulated the shit out of these guys. And he looks into the camera and gives this devious smile, and then sort of looks uh, looks back at the crowd. Yeah, um, it was a really wonderful moment there. It
4: was. It was. It was really well done. Then we go backstage, and Sami Zayn is watching on monitor, uh, and then he just walks away down to the ring for his match against. Shinsuke Nakamura. That happens mm-hmm. next. Uh, Nakamura gets the win here. Sammy tries to get the count-out win yet again by hitting a Mishinoku driver on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was boy. That was rough. So Nakamura just barely beats the 10-count, gets on the apron. Sammy kicks him back out to the floor. Uh, and then when Sammy gets out there, Nakamura throws him into the ring post, toss him into the timekeeper area. Uh, Nakamura gets back of the ring taking the count out win maybe sammy beats the 10 count but as soon as he gets in nakamura hits a kinshasa to get the win
2: a little spot from the uh right before smackdown rolled on when sammy shoved nakamura off the top post was rough too he just tumbled all the way to the floor yeah yeah Yeah, he took a couple lumps here but yeah that was that was a cool win here for shinsuke Uh, after that we had an usos video package and then we had happy talk uh corbin standing by uh mad caps Andre trophy. Mm-hmm. He says, welcomes the crowd to Happy Talk. He says, This is the happy, and he's clearly not that happy. No, he's he, seemed, claims he
4: seems pretty, pretty, uh, untrodden. Yeah. yeah.
2: He said, He <laughs> claims is the happiest he's ever been. He says, No, none of us can understand how good it is, how good it feels to be me. He says, I'm tall, I'm handsome, I'm wearing a $12,000 hat and a $70,000 watch. He says, and Most of all, I'm happy because I rid the WWE universe of Madcap Moss. He said, and I got myself a souvenir and it'll look great to the one I already have. And then he throws to a recap of the attack on Moss. Uh, he says, "I got fined a lot of money for that." He says, "Well, a lot of money for most people, but you can't put a price on art, and that was a work of art. And like any piece of art, you appreciate it more the second time around." Throws to another recap. It wasn't for these recaps, this would be a pretty efficient promo here.
4: Yeah, I mean, he threw to the same recap twice, basically. So
2: yeah, um, and he says, uh, "We should all learn from that." He says, "Show your boss." He says, "You all should learn from this. Show your boss total respect." Never try to improve your situation in life. Moss had it good, but now if he wants to eat steak, his nurse has to chew it for him first. He says Moss wanted to be a big star and rise to the top. He was a big shot. He didn't appreciate everything he did for me. Um, he, says, uh, he says Moss thought uh, I could be the butt of all his jokes. Well, who's laughing now? He says I am the big bald wolf because I huffed and puffed and I put Moss in an ambulance. And then Corbin goes and he takes the Andre trophy and just completely destroys it against the ring steps, stomps it. This thing just comes apart. But the Andre bust, uh, uh, he grabs that, brings it up, and he holds it high. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought I thought this was actually pretty, because it was not that long and it was fairly effective. I thought this was pretty decent. It was decent. I think this is a decent feud they got going. Yeah, on they,
4: they, they're getting some, some mileage out of it. Uh, next we got Walter versus... Drew Gulak, of course, Marcel Bartel introduces Walter. Uh, This is another quick bout. Walter hits Gulak with the trio of chops, powerbomb to get the win. And then uh, Walter puts Gulak in the Boston Crab after the bout. Ricochet comes to the ring to make the save. Uh, Walter's going to be your Intercontinental Champion. uh, Probably a hell in a cell.
2: You think that'll get – oh, whoa, breaking. Wow, huge speculation on your part. They're going to put the IC title – on the line at a pay per view, they should. They should. Gunther they should, should el- would elevate that title, man. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah, he's yeah. totally going to be champion. I don't know if they're going to do it at pay per view though. I hope they do. They should. I can see that being a SmackDown man. They should top of the second hour or top yeah, of the first. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible.
4: Then we go to we got Adam Pierce backstage. L A. Night. I mean, Max yeah. Dupree walks in. He just kind of yeah, says, guy, "Hey, man, different guys. My name is Max Dupree." He says, uh, "I'm ready to get to work." And Adam Pierce says, "A pleasure to to meet you." And then Max says, well, I'm the CEO of a new modeling agency. Maximum Male (laughs) Models. Yeah. And tonight, discovery begins of WWE superstars who can headline Paris Fashion Week, but also WrestleMania. And Anne Paris is like, I'm hearing this all for the first time. (laughs) This is all news to me. And Max says, well, that's because uh, I was hired by Sonya Deville. Uh, and then uh, Pierce goes, mm, well, Sonia was demist- dismissed a couple weeks ago, and given the circumstances around her dismissal, this is awkward and not sustainable. Pretty much telling uh, Max Dupree, get out of here. You don't have a job. No job for you. That is awkward because I and my agency have a signed contract. And then Adam Pierce is like, all right,
2: welcome aboard. Yeah. He's like, well, that contract requires you to be in catering now. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how they go. Something you know, something tells me this is. I'm, maybe this is just me being optimistic. I've been known to be a WWE sweaty Larson. I'm hoping that this is one of those things where it's like, oh, this is terrible. This is going to be terrible. But then they they turn you know dog shit into into something pretty decent. Mace is good. I like Mace and I, I like, like Mansoor. Mace. Yeah, I think maybe they can have some fun with this gimmick. I've been to like I'm completely shocked at how much I'm into Butch. Mm. I was like, oh, this Pete like, Dun- Come on, man, Butch really. But this dude is I think once Vince McMahon realized, man, we can't have Ridge out there wrestling. We're just going to have Butch out there wrestling all the time. And they gave they actually, you know, gave his finisher name back mm-hmm. bitter end this week. They actually called it that, which mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we'll talk about that in a second. First up, yeah. we had an RK Bro interview. Riddle says, "Yeah, I heard the Usos are trying to convince themselves they can win tonight." He says, "I've been beating them week after week after week." He says, "They can't beat RK Bro." He says, "You know why I'm walking in the main event so confident? Because RK Bro 420 says we just smoked your asses." And says the Usos are sweating bullets because tonight Roman's gonna look at the Usos in disappointment, and they're gonna look at Roman and tell him what happened. And They got hit with the three most dangerous letters in sports entertainment. RK Bro. Uh, RK got, Bro, yeah,
4: yeah. And we got shots you know, Leah backstage. They're arguing with each other about the whole title shot situation last week. Uh, Raquel steps in Shotsi says I'd be championed right now if you hadn't shoved me out of the way uh, says you're weak you're a choker and you're too nice you're six feet of disappointment and I'm gonna make you pay for stealing my moment and uh, uh, Raquel then tells Shotsi I believe she tells her she's dead in Spanish am I correct here? yeah she did yeah. Muerte. yeah
2: yeah and Pat was like what did she say and I was like oh I knew Ooh, that's rough yeah. Anyways, she was in fact muerte because uh, Raquel Rodriguez beat the shit out of Shotzi. Shotzi mm-hmm. got some shit in, but in the end, hey, d- let me ask you something. Did mm-hmm. they bleep out the name of her finish? Did you notice like a bunch of like the sound going down? Yeah, I like, did. cutting I, out here.
4: I, I did. I did. Yeah.
2: Is is okay? Maggie said yes. Maggie, is there something about? Is it pronounced Chikunga bomb? Is that? Is there something like bad about that? Maybe Maggie can, can let us know. Mm, What's mm-hmm. up, Maggie? Um, But, yeah, all three times I was like, okay, that can't be a coincidence that all yeah, three yeah, times yeah. they mentioned it.
4: dropping out, out. yeah.
2: And on top of that, she said it's literally like saying badass. Okay. Maybe there's some – is it like – is there like possibly some sort of variant that's a regional that is like worse than that? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. She says, I don't know why they'd censored. it. Okay. White Brownie says they did, but it wasn't bleeped out on YouTube. Hmm huh hmm. interesting she said not to my knowledge hmm. maybe they're going to change the name of that finish
4: could be could be uh, then we got Xavier Woods interview um, he says obviously beating Kofi was Butch's biggest win of his career but he needs to know if Butch can get it done by himself or does he always need Sheamus and Ridge Holland there he says I'm flying solo tonight so I'm fi- inviting Butch to face me one on one we can find out what kind of
2: man he is I wonder if it phonetically because it's kind of isn't it like phonetically isn't it kind of close to saying the F word in Spanish? Mm, mm -hmm,
4: mm -hmm. I
2: wonder if that's the deal. Hmm. Could be. Could be. Uh, Let me
4: go. uh, We could. (laughs) We go backstage, uh, and Ridge and Seamus are there, just hyping up Butch,
2: pushing around a little bit. He's pushing back. Seamus wanted to laugh this whole time. Know, it was pretty funny. You he could did. tell there's that's the thing that I like about this too. You can tell they're all having fun with it. And I feel like Ridge, I number one, Ridge probably still feels absolutely horrible for oh, the big E thing. Yeah. And and it's kind of nice for him to be able to take a step back. I feel like there was probably just too much pressure on that guy. Because he was well, honestly in the ring, the dude was not ready to have that much of a spotlight on him. No, no. Anyways. Um, so we had Xavier Woods versus uh versus Butch. And uh, and we had, this again, you know, Woods is the perfect, this is the perfect feud for Butch's sort of inaugural thing because he really gets the most out of Butch. I think Woods just really appreciates what Pete Dunne was and is trying to, like, get the most out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the end, though, uh, he hits uh, Pat, uh, sorry, Pat, he hits Pete Dunne, Butch, with Backwoods, of course, just to roll up, but Backwoods. Uh, <laughs> so... So then, then Butch sort of wanders around. He leaves through the crowd. and Is like, I wonder if his problem is he always has to poop right after matches. And he's looking. Is he, gonna, he might have to leave because he's got to. He's got to look for a bathroom. Yeah, that's pretty. Great. I was cracking up when he said that. Uh, so, anyways, Woods ends up on the stage
4: celebrating, and then Seamus and Ridge come up from behind him, and then and then uh, Pete Dunn appears out of nowhere, lays out uh, Xavier Woods, and then Ridge has to hold Butch back. Mm-hmm. But they're all just like laughing the whole time.
2: They're Sheamus all cracking up the entire time, yeah. Uh, after that, we had an RK Bro video package, and we had an Xavier Woods interview, where he says, "I'm tired of this numbers game garbage with the brawling brutes." So next week it ends. Kofi's going to be back. He says Biggie's not healed up yet, so I got somebody else in mind for a six man tag match, and Ridge, Sheamus, and Butch aren't going to like it. Is it? It's going to be Drew, right? Drew I thought ain't doing nothing. Yeah, I thought it'd be Drew too. Yeah, because Drew and Sheamus, their history, I think that yeah, works. That, that would make
4: that would make sense to give Drew something to do through the first part of the summer before Clash at the Castle.
2: Yeah, yeah, that
4: makes sense. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, after that, then we got uh, Michael Cole talking about Sasha and Naomi saying their actions quote disappointed millions of fans and other W superstars because of that they've been suspended indefinitely and there will be tournament crown new tag team champions. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Ugh. Yep. Yeah, and then we and got then our main we event. Had, yeah, RK bro versus the Usos, hell of a match. So they did this the the spot the main spot, the turning point really of the match, Riddle gets flung into one of the corner in into the corner. Yeah. And he does a really great job sort of thrusting his lower back into the middle turnbuckle pad. And and he goes down hard from it. And they start selling that as as a as a hip bruise. So yeah. they like the ref immediately throws up the X. Which they don't do very often. No, they for, don't do that
4: for, for storyline purposes. very For storyline
2: stuff, Mm-mm. they bring a doctor in there and coming out of commercial. I was watching this on Hulu and they take out all the uh, this morning, so they take out all the commercials. Yeah, and so it's sort of goofy because like I was like, wait, are they going to talk about this at all? Because the match is just going after SmackDown came back from commercials. And so, yeah, they, they go back and they replay it and they, they endlessly show him smacking his lower back into that turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And, and he's selling the crap at it. They do like a su- a double suplex spot. Yeah, the Usos are
4: working over his hip in and, and, you know midsection.
2: Meanwhile, but, uh, Heyman's on commentary. He's doing a really good job there. And he's starting to get nervous because eventually, you know, Riddle gets that tag to Orton. And they start turning it around. Um, but in the then in the end... Uh, So Riddle goes, let's see here. This is, so Riddle goes up top. Uh, uh, Jay sweeps out his feet. Riddle ends up tumbling to the mat. Jay goes up top. Heyman leaves commentary. Riddle's able to leap to the top rope, looks for a super RKO. Jay's able to block that. Heyman gets up on the apron to distract the ref, and Roman grabs Jay's feet as Riddle goes for the top rope RKO. Riddle hits the mat. Jay follows with the splash to get the win. So they're the new undisputed tag champions. Mm-hmm. Roman is... smile. Number one, Roman came out of nowhere. I've no, if yeah, he was hiding, I guess he was hiding under the ring. Um, but he has the most euphoric smile on his face. So he hits the ring, starts laying in on Riddle. The Usos then super kick Orton so he can't help. Roman clears the announce table. The Usos blast Orton with the ring steps. Roman starts choking out Riddle with the guillotine, puts him on the announce table, Jay goes up to the top and gives him a splash from the uh, the the top uh, turnbuckle, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, the producers come out. It's just chaos. It really. They're is. trying to break it up. Roman's choking out Orton with the guillotine. Pierce is trying to break that hold. The bloodline then finally get in the ring and they pose with all the gold and these shots of kids crying. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. People just upset. Like, oh my god. This is a really well, well done, well and, produced. And out. the
4: whole time that that Roman is beating people up and choking people out, he is talking trash.
2: Oh yeah, the yeah, entire time he Well, he is, full. He does he is not, turned up all the way. Yeah,
4: he does not shut up. This whole point, he is just talking mm-hmm. trash the entire time. It's, it was really effective. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also had episode of Rampage Friday evening. Mm-hmm. Decent enough episode. A lot of good wrestling. I thought uh, Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander was was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, that was a really good match. We that was had a really, the, really uh, good match. The debut, the AEW debut, who knows if he's going to show up after this, but Big Damo mm-hmm. was Sean Spears's a giant. Yeah. Uh, uh for his uh his his Wardlow proxy.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think it's going to do much. I mean, I don't this is going to be kind of interesting. I'm, so there's two things that there's two things that I'm looking forward to on this in this cage match here on Dynamite.
4: Mm.
2: Number one, one thing I'm kind of not looking forward to, but I think might happen, is Wardlow going to try to pull a Cody from the top of the cage? He's been doing these sort of like riskier moves in the build. And Cody did that crazy moonsault from the top of the cage. I hope it doesn't happen because I don't want to see that. But I could see them maybe doing that. Uh, I,
4: I mean, it's a possibility. I'd be kind of surprised because like Cody, as soon as he did it, pretty much said, said I shouldn't have done that. Said I shouldn't have done that.
2: Yeah. should have done Ooh. that. I Bad hope idea. not. But it got in my head. I was like, "Oh god, are they going to try to do that? because he's been kind of building to something like that?" Yeah. Um yeah. and I've been trying to rack my brain. Maybe you can maybe you can help me out. So they did a really good job with the lashes in terms of sort of, you know, turning the convention that they had before. Mm-hmm. You know, where Cody sold the first one. Wardlow laughed off them all except yeah, for like yeah, number yeah,
4: 9 yeah. and 10. Yeah, number 9, yeah.
2: How are they going to with MJF as the special guest ref? Sean Spears, the opponent, how are they going to sort of, you know, turn the convention of, of steel cages on its head here?
4: Well, I mean, Spears, whole thing is he's he's the chairman. He's a chair guy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they follow through on the idea that Wardlow can just like no sell stuff, he can mm-hmm. no sell a chair shot. Mm-hmm. I guess obviously there's there's situations where he can get rammed or thrown to the cage. You know, usually you get thrown to chain link, uh, the chain link cage in a cage match, and like it's 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 brutal and it it it's that's you know kayfabe. That's just what we've learned to expect. Um, maybe he gets thrown to the cage. I don't know. Takes a bite out of the cage or something. I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the rules of a AEW cage match. I don't believe is escape is escape a win. I don't
4: remember. Okay, I kind of feel right. like no, but I could be wrong. I thought it was just pin or submission.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, thought, but I could be wrong. Well, we shall see. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. And then uh, let's see here. What was the uh, uh? What was the oh? And then the main event. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a fun episode of Rampage. It was whatever. Yeah. Um. Kicked off with House of Black. Versus Ten, Evil Uno, and Fuego. Fuego needs to join Dark Order. I think he'd look great in purple. Yeah, I think he would. I think he would yeah. too. And he was in a lot of this match, <laughs> getting thrown around a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny because he was like isolated for a long spell, tagged out, and then within like three minutes he was back in the match. It, that that uh, uh,
4: double underhook uh, DDT that uh, Buddy did to him on the mm-hmm. stage. Woo! Yeah. Oh, I know. Woo! Yeah, Ow. it was rough. Ow, as expected, House of Black picks up the win. Uh, Birdie King hits Evil Uno with the Gonzo Bomb. And then after the bout, uh, Death Triangle shows up at the ramp. There's a, a, a tombstone there, and, and they pull a, a piece of fabric off. And on this tombstone, it has House of Black and the Double or Nothing logo. So that matches up. It's, it's
2: so goofy. It's it was cheesy. so goofy. So, dude, I don't know, man. House of Black, I feel like they need a win against a quality opponent. And I then to move on. To, and move on. That's the thing. They need to move on, but like, I don't know that they're going to win this match double I know, or I don't nothing. Know
4: either. I, the, the, the creative <laughs> for this whole thing, and I understand Phoenix was hurt, PAC is going back and forth between the states and home. The creative for this is so convoluted.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a, so it's, a, convoluted. it's a mess. It is don't, a mess. I have no, no idea why they're even feuding. Um, Wait, so. Why are they feuding? What, how did this did, did this all start because of Fuego?
4: No, it predates Fuego. Remember uh, uh They were uh, fe- they
2: were feuding a long time ago. They were, <laughs> and then and then
4: Phoenix got hurt because uh, Malachi misted Pac.
2: hmm
4: Um and then Phoenix got hurt, and so the feud kind of like they hit the, the pause button kind of, and that's when Fuego oh, got inserted instead.
2: That's right, Pac got missed yeah. This is like yeah, this is like a long time coming. So. It really is. It really is. So we'll see how all this shakes out. I don't know. This is going to be low confidence points for me on this one, man. I yeah, I think
4: so, too. I, I I really am not sure which way this one is going after that. The, we My oh.
2: new favorite faction here, the Gun Club and Max Caster. What was this? By the way, what was this? So, like, they go to the interview, and uh, 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 Paige's daughter, what's her name? I forget. Uh, Lexi. Lexi says, for those of you who didn't see Dark Elevation, here's the clip. And it's just like uh, Bowen's on the ground, ah, clutching yeah. his knee, and they cut right back to them, like, "What was, what yeah, happened? I know. I know. How, what, what was the five seconds or ten seconds before this? I know. I was laughing so hard because I think it was like intentionally silly, yeah. that they just showed that clip. That, that was that was pretty funny stuff. It was pretty funny.
4: Uh, so then uh, they're talking about Bowen's injury, and then Billy pipes
2: in because they're all asking, "What are we gonna do, Dad?
4: What are we going to do, Dad? Even Castor called Billy dead.
2: <laughs> and then and, and and Billy shoves away uh Austin and and puts his arm around Castor and says, "Well, son, I'll tell you. Uh, you know, the f- every faction comes to comes to a roadblock uh, or a speed bump or whatever and says, "Bowens, we're all thinking about you, and when you come back, we're going to have a huge scissor party." They're doing this. Yeah, stuff. they start doing that. That, I don't know, it crack. They're they're so dumb. It cracks me the hell up. It's, it's it really, really silly. It's really silly stuff. Uh, next
4: FTR interview, uh, they're talking about the challenge issued by Rapongi Vice for the Ring of Honor Tag Titles, uh, and then Dax pretty much says, "Hey uh, Rocky and Trent, you make a joke out of pro wrestling. It's no joke to me. Being a tag champs, how I make my living. Uh, Wednesday, if you want to fight, we're gonna give you the damnedest fight of your life."
2: Yup.
4: Yeah. Then, and then we had uh, Sean Spears versus a Giant. Big Damo.
2: He's the A giant. He's not the B giant. He's the <laughs> A giant. Big Damo. That's what you debut as. Uh, Sean Spears made quick work of him, though. <laughs> he really did. He so Damo, he, he got in a couple. It was like a Smoa drop and something else. And then he, he got a fun splash a on bomb. the floor, yeah. Fun splash, yeah. And then he went for a Vader bomb. He misses that. That was uh, enough uh, for Spears to roll down the old knee pad, hit him with the, uh, hit him with the, uh, it was a combo or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And then, and then uh and then C4 got the win this. See, hey, getting that getting that big dude up for a C four, that is impressive I mean, stuff. Sean
4: Spears is not a small man.
2: No, he's not. Yeah, he's WWE size. He's real size.
4: Yeah, Kamura's, yeah, you know, uh seeing him at uh we went to the after party for mm-hmm. uh the first double or nothing. hmm And seeing him walk around. He is like he's tall.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's tall. Um so uh yeah. He, uh, he did that, and he got on the mic, and he says, hey, you know, I'm Wardlow's kryptonite. He says, I left Wardlow laying in this ring two days ago, proving he's not Superman. He says, next week in Las Vegas, uh, uh, War- I'm not going to be in the cage with Wardlow. Wardlow's going to be locked in the cage with Sean Spears, a giant killer. Yeah, a giant
4: killer, exactly. Uh, then we got undisputed elite promo. Uh, Adam Cole says hey Kyle O'Reilly you did something right You beat Phoenix and then you did my dirty work For me when you took out Sting so He says Kyle you're on fire And I find it borderline poetic that The two of us might face off in the Owens Finals and Kyle O'Reilly says I hope uh, Vegas is ready for a little Finger poke of doom Whoa. He goes Seriously it'll be an honor to Face Adam Cole in the finals you're one of my Best friends and you're the best wrestler yeah.
2: Oh, this was so nice. And then the, the young bucks mentioned. He says, "Hey, the Hardy's schedule is free now. What do we say? We give Vegas a show." He says, "Let's give people the modern day dream match: Bucks versus Hardys at double or nothing. That should be a, a real good match. Yeah, it really
4: should be." Uh, then we got uh, Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander, Ruby Soho, and commentary. This match
2: was tons of fun. Tons oh, this fun. was a blast! Yeah, this was, was like really the best good. match I've seen out of Red Velvet. This is
4: really, really good. It was really good. It was really yeah. good. In the end, uh, Statlander got the win uh she's looking for a finish red velvet rolls her up and then statlander kicks out into a roll-up of her own uh, afterwards red velvet and kira hogan attack statlander uh ruby runs from commentary to the ring to make the save and the jade hits the ring uh and she takes out ruby about to hit jaded on statlander a jay runs down to make the save um and then later on we have a promo bit where uh jade's gonna uh, Face Anna J at double or nothing for the TBS title.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, after that, we had a really goofy Hookhausen, Tony, Nice and Sterling video package where they're just training, mm-hmm. you know, for their upcoming match. It was pretty silly. Of course, Sterling is the guy. He's he's a lawyer. He's not very good. Niece is a premier athlete. And then, you know, Danhausen is just doing weird shit while uh, Hook is actually like doing pull ups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a men of the year and Dan Lambert promo speaking of so, uh, uh, a storyline being a creative mess what the shit is this all about <laughs> dude i i don't know so i have some questions here so Paige gets on the mic he says bad things happen to people when they cross paths with men of the year sky says i didn't come out here just to talk sammy come out and bring my belt or uh, i'm going to go bury him just like i did scu Sammy, Sammy stole the belt last week on Dynamite. Is that what happened? Or was it on Rampage? On Dynamite? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, my memory. I need to get I need to get some for my memory, dude. I don't remember that at all. Did that happen at the end of a at the end of the was it yeah, at yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. the Kazarian match? Yeah. Yeah. So that was on Rampage, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 There's okay.
4: That's good. Cool. So so then this happens. Okay. So the Sammy shows up on the tron and he says, I would never do anything to to harm this title, the TNT title. Mm-hmm. He's holding it in his hand. he said, someone else here might. And and Ty Conti's there, and she's got a sledgehammer. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, they're like, hey, give me, this guy's like, hey, give me the TNT title. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sammy says, give me a TNT title match. And Lambert says, no. Then Sammy takes the sledgehammer and starts beating the title with it just 30 seconds after saying he would never do anything to harm this title. Yeah, right. And then Kazarian steps in. Uh, and then he joins in on destroying the belt as well. And then Sammy says, like it or not, this title match is happening. Mess.
2: This is a mess. The title's a mess now. Yeah. But luckily they well. got that other one. So yeah, I don't know. What the, I don't I don't know about all this. Like it'd be kind of cool if they just taped that thing back up. And that's what sky. It's like, well, you have a good one. He's like, no, that's in the American out. Al- uh, American. Al- uh, what is it called? America top, top team. team. Trophy. Yeah, case. Yeah. yeah that's not going anywhere. Trophy case. So they're gonna tape this one up. So it's like the hardcore title. Oh man. Anyways. Yeah, this storyline is uh, yeah, best. exactly like the hardcore
4: title. I just want someone to win this title and whenever they have this match and just move on because it, they need a reset on this. This is I don't know. I don't know I just don't know what to make of all this.
2: This has sort of replaced Cody as my train wreck that I appreciate. Mm. It's like, you know what? It's a mess. I don't really know like whose side is on whose side or like who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. Because Kazarian starts talking, and then like Sammy and and Ty start you know uh, making love behind him. Basically, they're like sucking face,
4: and mm-hmm.
2: while he's talking, which I'd be like, oh, that's a hot couple. I want to pay attention to that. But Kazarian's so steamed, he's not even paying attention. But I'd be like, I'm going to watch the party over. here It's like Little Bill's wife. Um, Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah it's a mess but i'm i'm in it man i'm in it all right I'm all very good well with it. uh why not right sure, it's the, why not? It's the one the right. unpredictable thing about AEW. i, so. I, I don't know so. what's gonna happen it next they just destroyed the title
4: week to week like it's, it's like uh, uh they take potential creative ideas for the feud cut out individual words and tape them back together randomly
2: right you have like to it. kind of appreciate that mm-hmm. right like, you know, Tony Khan, he's got his legal pad. He's writing everything out for like the next three years. He's like, oh, I got this script. But then there's that one thing where he's like blank spot TNT title shenanigans. It's like and Mad like, Libs. Yeah, no, that's, ex- <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. He shows up and he Mad Libs this shit. He,
4: he like has he has stuff booked out, but he has, you know, the spaces with underneath noun, adjective, adverb. And it's like uh, <laughs> he's just walking through backstage. Uh, hey, fuego. Yeah. give give me give me a proper proper noun, a name. Uh, uh, I don't know, Frankie Kazarian. All right,
2: thank you. <laughs> writes down. Okay, Kazarian. you give me give me an, give me an an, uh, an object, sledgehammer. Okay, good, cool. Good. Right on. Good. Good. <laughs> writes that
4: down. That's what seal feels. Yeah, that's good. like.
2: Frank a proper noun. Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> That's The first thing that comes to mind.
4: Then uh, <laughs> we had a Britt Baker Tony Storm interview. Uh, Britt's asking Tony. If she can handle a high-pressure match, are you going to run away? Referencing Ooh. leaving WWE. And then Tony interrupts and says, well, can you handle uh, the pressure without the help of your friend? Speaking of which, you see what I did to Jamie Hader? Uh, and the same thing is going to happen to you. And if there's any funny business, I'm going to rearrange your teeth, and I'll be your DMD.
2: Ooh, and Britt had no response to that. No. She just said, uh, okay. uh. And then she walked away. Um... And then we had our main event. Of course, we had the uh, the interview first, Blackpool Combat Club versus Seidel and, uh, and Dante Martin. Dante said he's looking to get one of the biggest wins to date tonight. Uh, and fly to the top of the tag division. Seidel wants the uh, combat club, the clobbering club, to see what it really means to mentor somebody. He says, we're about peace, love, and pro wrestling. And uh, uh, you guys are not going to turn us into violent monsters. And Brian's like, look, man, I love peace and pro-wrestling. He's I just don't want my love and peace in my pro-wrestling. I want violence in my pro-wrestling. And Wheeler Uta winning that Ring of Honor title is proof that our approach works. And Mock says, yeah, we're not just pro-wrestlers, we're teachers. The tools we teach with are pain and torture. And the most valuable lesson you learn when you get in the ring with Blackpool Combat Club is abandon all hope. Yeah, And then we, we add a Jade Cargill promo. You mentioned this before. She, uh, she says, uh, Anna Jay, since you feel like uh, you can step up to the plate, face me at double or nothing, and get this ass whooping. Oh, my confidence points. Oh, yeah. Every, Every single
4: 12. one I feel like be 12, 12 matches this card, so 12 on, on Jade. 12 on Jade. Maximum confidence Twelve. on Jade Cargill retaining. Uh, then we got our main event, Matt Seidel and Dante Martin versus Blackpool Combat Club. It was a really fun match. Commentary was fun, too, because it was like
2: Jericho and Regal going at it. They yeah, that was commentary it as well. was
4: fun. It was fun. In the end, though, of course, Blackpool Combat Club. Gets the win. Uh, Mox hits Dante with a paradigm shift to get the W. Afterwards, uh, Jericho and Hager leave commentary to attack Brian and Mox. Of course, the rest of Jericho Appreciation Society comes out. Santana, Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, they all come out, too, for this massive brawl. They cut away before uh, Brian Daniels apparently gets his leg stuck between the ring and yeah. the lamp. Still not clear whether that was like a shoot thing or if that was a work thing.
2: I have no idea. It's It was really weird, so you think it's probably a shoot thing? Yeah. Um, But there hasn't been any reports to suggest that there's any long-lasting damage, and he walked out on his own. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. It seemed like a dangerous situation if it was for reals, though, right? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, man. Oof. Uh, we have an actual Raw preview we here. We do. Uh, Bobby Lashley has an almighty challenge for Amas. Cody Rhodes is set to square off with The Miz. And Becky Lynch addresses her number one contender loss to Oscar. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah. We put up a thread on the Twitter, twitter.com slash
4: whatever real going. Real around. going and raw, I think. Yeah. Uh, B-Man, would you rather take 10 hits with the kendo stick or be choked slammed through the table? I'll take those kendo stick shots all day, every day.
2: Um oh my god. Yeah, this isn't even God, give us a re, give us some real options. Give us like a would you rather take a power bomb from Walter or be choke slammed through a table? I think it'd still probably be the power bomb. But yeah, 10 Kendo stick shots, that that's fine.
4: Yeah, I'd do that. Uh, yeah, cuz uh, one choke slam through table or not is going to do probably lasting damage to my neck and spine.
2: You're going to be done, yeah.
4: Yeah, I can't be taking any bumps like that.
2: None. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Michael Soto says they were kind of laughing during the video, so he thinks it's a work. I didn't notice that, but I just watched like the grainy fan. See, game, like so. I,
4: there's that. I saw that, but then I heard some other people, you know, other, other accounts from there that made it seem like, you know, like they're giving thumbs up to each other and stuff like that. Like it was potentially a work. So
2: I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird, but I wasn't there. So, yeah. Uh, Nikaiel says, "Why does WWE make a lot of last-minute decisions, whereas the AEW pretty much have a plan set up for a show in advance most of the time?" Oh, that's just Vince McMahon. That's how he works. Mm-hmm. That's how he's been doing. It. He's made billions of billion, multiple billion-dollar deals off doing it that way. He so he's change. got
4: no reason to change his mind.
2: Yeah, uh, or Nick. change his approach. He changes his mind all the time. That's the, kind of the issue, right? Yeah. Uh, White Brownie says, "What's a match that's a match type that sounds great on paper but isn't treated as such?" He says for him, and it's an extreme rules match. Sounds great on paper, but isn't great in practice.
4: Uh, Inferno match. God, we need more of those. So it's so like, what a great idea. But every time they happen, you're like, oh, okay, that's how it ended. All they're right.
2: cheesy as hell. They are. Yeah, they're cheesy as hell. Um, let's see. I guess the Exploding Ring match would be a good one. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Although when they're done in Japan, they're really good. They are. Uh, Anthony Tobias, what's next for Seth and Cody after their Hell in a Cell match? Well, they need to part ways. Cody one. will win Money the bank and Seth will yeah.
4: pfft, feud with somebody else.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet says, uh, what do you consider when a wrestler goes Hollywood? Is it Dave, Rock, and current Cena levels of movies and shows or is it Ms., Sasha, Roman, Becky levels of shows and movies?
4: Uh, I would think if the the idea of a wrestler going Hollywood is when they change their focus primarily from their wrestling career to their acting career. Yep. When acting exactly is their is. primary focus, then they're an actor first and a wrestler
2: second. Right. Yeah. So I would say um, Cena 2018 or so like he hadn't made it big but he was getting a regular series roles, and he was leaving more often. Mm-hmm. He was trying to do Hollywood more than he was uh, doing wrestling obligations. That's when somebody goes Hollywood. Yep. Yep. Oh wow! Fear and loathing was a good question.
4: Between the two of you, who makes a better breakfast?
2: Who makes a better breakfast? I've never. I don't know what breakfast you make. I know you make pancakes and waffles. And waffles, yeah. I get the feeling that I make a better breakfast for me and you make a better breakfast for you. That's probably highly likely. Kobe Rose says, with how much social media is part of our lives, I'm surprised Cyber Sunday isn't back in WWE. Do you see AEW doing a similar special Dynamite? I think it's entirely possible because AEW likes to do stuff like that that's sort of gimmicky Mm -hmm. for fun. Mm -hmm. I am shocked that Cyber Sunday or Taboo Tuesday or whatever um, isn't a thing in WWE. Yeah, I know. I know. They they hype up their social media engagement so much you would think that they would have a bit more actual engagement, but you know, I don't know. Not. Uh, Heart the Duchy,
4: out of these four, who should have won a world title during their time in WWE? Test, Taz, Sean O'Hare, Evan Bourne. Sadly, uh, Mark Jindrak not listed
2: here. Where is Marco Corleone in this list? I know. Because he's freaking top. I know. I mean, dude, why couldn't Evolution be five guys? You put Batiste in there, but you also put Marco Corleone in there. I know. I know. I know. Justice for Corleone. I would say of those names,
4: uh, Taz. Taz.
2: Yeah, Taz. thousand percent Taz. Taz. Remember how over he was in ECW? Oh, my God. Remember how over
4: he was when he first debuted in WB?
2: I know. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Bassie says, you're tasked to make tasks. You're tasked to make a pay-per-view premium live slash premium live event to help draw on more casual fans. You're also required to make the main event of this pay-per-view slash premium live event involved with a celebrity sports icon and or YouTube influencer. And you can't hire retired wrestlers cross promotions. Okay. Raw gate included. How would you build this out for casuals? <laughs> so pay-per-view. So what YouTube influencer would we use?
4: Simon Miller, he'd defend the H title.
2: <laughs> that gets an up from me.
4: Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, what I would do is I would use Rawgate, not necessarily to bring wrestlers, but I'd mm-hmm. bring in LeBron James from after he retired as a full-time NBA basketball player. Oh, He's a wrestling good. fan. He's a tremendous yeah. athlete. I'm sure I he would like take to the sport really quick should he choose to pursue it. LeBron
2: James against uh, uh, I Roman got the No, what? you gate in 2017 Undertaker. Oh, because remember yes. when yes. LeBron snubbed Undertaker? Yes. That dude got in full costume, and then LeBron snubbed him. Oh, and there and the you know that wouldn't even been that bad if that picture hadn't been taken of Undertaker just standing out oh, in a line so of other sad people. Too. Look so sad. Look so sad. Wait, what? I've been bumped? It's not even it's just I'm supposed to pep talk some guys. Look, I look like an asshole right now. I'll be honest with you, I look like an absolute asshole. All right? Now, you you get back there and you tell him that I showed up. I did my part. Yep. You know, athletes man,
4: they got a pregame routine. They don't deviate from you better deviate that for the dead, man. Ah. Powers of darkness. Nah, man.
2: You're right, man. Yeah, if you're a, spe- if you're a special athlete.
4: If you're a high-level athlete, you do the same thing before every contest. Same no meet way, and greets? Every time. You no, know, there's no time for meet and greets when you're doing your prep work. <laughs> Maybe you're in there watching film. You're getting a massage. The trainer's uh, taping you up. You're yeah. having your pregame meal. I don't know what it is, but you hear over and over about athletes. They have the routine, and they stick to it.
2: Didn't like Paul Pierce say he used to eat like five strawberry jam and peanut butter sandwiches? Oh, really? I don't know if it was five. Maybe it was just one. But he had like, yeah, like a, a peanut butter and strawberry jam sandwich. A customary. It was, it was deal. one of the big three from Boston. Gotcha. Forgot gotcha. it was Pierce or Garnett or I don't think it was Ray Allen. Gotcha. It was Pierce. Maybe that's why he pooped his pants. Out. <laughs> <laughs> bad jam, huh? Some bad jam in that sandwich. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We absolutely appreciate it. And until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well.